floating goat and it's Friday night, you know it's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! I'm excited. It's February. It's Hell Hat Month. We don't have to be prepared at all. This entire month, comedians, don't worry about it. You don't have to have jokes. They're all in the hat. I spent... So this morning, like, so I wake up, I also hang out naked, like our friend Elsie in the house from Skagway, Alaska. She likes to chop wood naked. That's like, the, she's got to like keep herself warm. I'm in a warm apartment with a cat. I'm just trying to force my cat to sit next to me this morning as I'm writing 120 things for this hat. There's 120 things, new things in this hat. Four of them say audience prize. And when that happens, you get an audience prize. It might be uh, a delicious edible. These ones are really exciting. The new ones I made today, they are for hot drinks. So what you do is you take off the head of the pig because it is the year of the pig. Yay. And so you take off the head of the pig and you can either suck on it or whatever, or you can put it in a glass of tea or you can put it in your coffee or you can put it in hot milk and make it caramely and delicious and go to sleep with it. Anyways, they're very fun. They're, they're, I made them specifically for, like, they're just pot sugar cubes, basically, in the shape of a pig. It's, and it's like 60, like between 40 and 60 milligrams. I don't know, these ones are really strong. Usually I make, usually I make 24 edibles to give away every time, and that's, so usually they're like 35 milligrams. But this time, I only had 12 pigs, so I just poured it into the 12, so everything's twice as strong. So I think it's like 60 milligrams, so you can divide it into three. So what I'm saying is, the head maybe eat the head and suck on it and figure out where you are. I, <laughs> not in a sexual nature, just because they're shaped like tiny penises. You know, actually, well, I don't want you to give yourself a yeast infection, but you probably could. I mean, your vagina is like an orifice. Like, it's the same as your mouth. It's a mucous membrane, right? You can put it in any mucous membrane, but I don't want anyone to get a yeast infection, so don't fuck yourself with the pot-bellied pigs, okay? Just don't do that. But... Be, that's what we're doing tonight. Also, audience prizes, we have um, lighters, mutiny radio lighters. Those are very exciting. That's, uh, yeah, we have those things happening. But tonight is the hell hat. And for those that don't know what that means, uh, this hat is a dead animal. It's been dead for a long time. Don't feel bad about it. It's, it's been dead for a long time. And uh, so it's, it's, in, it's in hell. Now, I think all fluffy things go to heaven. Now, this goes back, actually. The reason I stopped being a Christian was in fifth grade, my teacher told me that my pets were not going to heaven. She said, Ralphie and Whiskers, nay. No heaven for them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Boots got run over by my own mother in the driveway. That cat is in heaven. And she was like, no, your cat... It doesn't have a soul. It's nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I know Ms. Blake, I hope she rots in hell. Uh, she met Ms. And she wasn't even a feminist. She, she, I know. Well, her father was a pastor. It, Presbyterians are so weird, though. Just closeted weirdos. But this was the other thing. This was the thing that really was a kicker for me, is that she said that my devout Catholic grandmother was going to hell because she hadn't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into her soul. And I was like, my grandmother goes to mass on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, twice on Sundays. Like she is the most devout person in the world, but she's going to hell. And I was like, this is full of shit. <laughs> like that was the moment when I was like, you know, I'm in fifth grade, like I'm 10, but like, this isn't, I can, I have some critical thought issues on this. And they're like, stop reading, stop reading. That was for the first bush, not the second. Uh, here's the hell hat. This is how this goes. We reach into the hat 
and we pull out things. So I wrote these all today, hanging, trying to make my cat snuggle with me on the couch while watching two different movies, one of which was Little Nicky. So if anybody... <laughs> So if anything gets weird in Adam Sandlery, it's not my fault, okay? It's the cat's fault, because Zerdon made me watch little... <laughs> what year is it? This is... Okay, and it's funny, because I wrote this, and I'm thinking, like, what, what year... What year is it? Like, we are so behind the time. We're back. Like, we're back in old-time racist times. I'm like, whoa, but it it's 1850 and I want a homestead and I hate them Indians because they're on my land and the government gifted me and we like what year is it like what are we who what are we stealing from whom I mean we want to build the Great Wall of China was built did that really did that keep out this is very exciting does anybody know why the Mongols they took over the Mongolians they took over China do you know how they had horses so there were a few guys and they were all on horseback so they could move fast. The Chinese army was big and vast, but they were people and they had to walk and trudge and you had to stop and sleep and eat and do things. It takes a long time to move an army, but they were all on horseback. And you say, well, where were they getting their food? Ha! They had these hats. Mongolian hot pots. And they would take their horses at night and they would cut their front leg and they would bleed them into their hats and they would cook it over an open fire so that they could eat. Ha! And then, right? And then they send their horses out to eat grass and stuff. They took just enough blood to be able to eat themselves and they were friends with their horses and their horses were like, yeah, cool. And you tell me horses aren't going to heaven? Fuck you, Christianity. <laughs> Fuck you. The horses. Jeez, right? <laughs> like... That's the Mongolian hot pot. That's the whole thing. Is their their hat, their hat not only protected them from arrows, but it also served as a cook pot that they ate out of all the time. Ha ha ha. Smart people over there, those Asians. <laughs> we should learn from them. I think we did. I think we've learned a lot. We just don't like to we don't like to acknowledge it. What year is it? Year of the white lady. Dude. Dude. Dude, 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 it just says dude a lot. <laughs> I think that's what I meant is I wanted people to be like, you can construct a whole sentence with the word dude. And it's my favorite new thing when everybody's all gender neutral and bullshit. And they're like, oh, well, you, do you say guys? And I'm like, I say guys a lot. Like you guys, hey, you guys. And they're like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of like heteromasculine. And I'm like, dude. And they're like, well, but a dude was a person who was like a cow dude. There could have been cowgirls. Even cowgirls get the blues. That's a book. I can read. She's a witch. There's... Okay. My favorite book. It's so funny I just mentioned a book, but it was not my favorite book. <gasps> my favorite book. That's really tough because um, I can read. I'm a witch. No, I, I really, I can read and I love reading. I love reading books. I read them. There's so much downtime in life and I don't understand why everyone doesn't just always have a book. It's because everyone looks at their phones now and they're like, show me the book. And oh, you can read the books in your head. <laughs> Remember imagination when we thought about things and stuff. Um, my, okay, so if I'm truly honest about my favorite 
book. It would have to be a series of books. And then that's tough because there's a couple series of books that I've reread so many times because I love them so much. So I'll say I have two favorite series of books. One is the Laura Ingalls Wilder series from um, Little House in the Big Woods all the way through these happy golden years. And even the first four years. She has so many of them. They're so good! And it, the thing I love about it right now is that I'm reading things and they're talking about like 1868 and Ma's like, oh, I remember when kerosene came in and that changed everything. Like they start talking about technology in the strangest old ways. And I'm like, oh my God! And then, oh, it's so great. They had to twist the, on the long winter. They had to twist their hay that was supposed to feed their livestock. First they ate their livestock because they didn't want to die. And then they had to take the livestock food and twist it into braids and then burn it. And they would hover around the fire and her fingers were so chapped and burned. It's such a good, like, it is, I wish all the snowflakes in San Francisco could read this book. They're like, it's raining, I'm melting. I pick up these kids from school and their mom was like, it's raining, do you want me to get you guys an Uber? I'm like, you're paying me 50 bucks to take your kids on the bus from school to the house, but you want to get an Uber to pick me up in the... I, and I told her, I texted her, I said, suffering breeds personality. And she like, put back, ha, 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 ha. But I'm like, your five-year-old child is named Teak. Like, what is going to happen to this poor little snowflake? He's like, what year is it? Let the Okay, so the second favorite book series, the second favorite book series is called The Wheel of Time, and it's by Robert Jordan, and it's this amazing, like, way before George R.R. R. Martin did the whole thing, like, he didn't have, like, weird nudity and, like, fucking elves or whatever. It That all happened, like, behind the scenes, but it was a really, really beautiful thing where women had all the power, and they have, like, and the guys would go crazy if they use the power until they cleanse the source and everything. Was great. Anyways, it's called... <laughs> Real time. I have a. I actually have a literary tramp stamp. I, I on the, my lower back. I have a symbol from the books, and uh, because I got it in the '90s when it was a. Yeah, it's the thing. It's the ancient symbol of Aesodai. But I got it as a tramp stamp because it was you know '97. <laughs> Everyone had it. You had to have somewhere to aim, right? It's like. Why didn't we know about IUDs in my 20s? Like, why was it all like, come on my back? Like, why didn't I just like, hey, could have. Didn't have to be on birth control. Didn't have to take hormone therapy. Could have just had a cool copper piece of jewelry in my uterus. Like, keep out all the dead babies. Pool sweeper. <laughs> roast! Okay, so I put four of these in, and you're supposed to roast a comic. Um, uh, Griffin is like if uh, Willy Wonka stopped eating the chocolate. Like, he's... I think the chocolate was keeping him young. He just traded hats, right? And then, what happened to Willy Wonka? He's over there. Little Nicky versus Chuck and Larry. All right, we know, we know what this, which Adam Sandler movie is worse? Now, I just rewatched Little Nicky today, and I'm gonna say, piece of genius. I'm gonna watch it like 15 more times. It's gonna become my new Anchorman. I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. The, the first time I saw Anchorman, I was like, this is either the smartest movie I've ever seen or the dumbest movie I've ever seen. My father actually, this was another movie like that. I, uh, my father texted me after watching Napoleon Dynamite and he said, this is either the best movie that has ever made or it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, welcome to the world, dad. <laughs> you just texted me. That's amazing, right? <laughs> wow. The worst roommate. <sighs> All right. So 
there was a moment when there were bed bugs in my place and I lost a roommate and I had to get another roommate and I had to go on Craigslist and I had to interview people for roommates. And at the time it was in the tenderloin and it was $800 a month, which is a steal, but we shared a kitchen and we shared a bathroom and there were rooms. And so this one guy came to the door, knock, 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 and I opened the door and I was like, you're way too good looking. And I just closed the door. I was like, you can't live here because we, this is not going to end well for me. Just close the door on that one. And the next guy that came was kind of homely and he was kind of troll-like and he was going to go to Academy of Thought and he was going to get his degree in, in cartooning. And I'm like, that's cool. I love anime. This is great. I am totally not attracted to you at all. Like, partial balding had the money parents had money 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 great fun stuff his brother comes his brother's super gay we're having a great time we all go out that weekend i'm hanging out with the gay brother gay brother gay brother we're having such a fun time and he's like i'm like this is gonna be a great room it's great roommate situation so the gay guy leaves and this guy's living in my house and then i wake up in the middle of the night and he's in my bed snuggling me what what wait a minute but no Oh, no, 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 get out of it. No, get out. It, just, it was very difficult. And I was like, we had a talk in the morning. I said, excuse me, this is not appropriate roommate behavior. This is not, you missed the memo. The reason you're here is that I'm not attracted to you at all. That's the only reason you're living here. I wanted a girl, but I guess I'm intimidating. And they didn't want it. I said 420 friendly and it scared them off. I don't know what happened. But uh, so he's, oh, yeah, I understand, I understand. Okay, like two days later, I wake up again in the night. Ah! He did it again. And I was like, get out! So then I, ma I made him leave. And then I left that apartment because like, ooh, <laughs> I couldn't maybe afford. Bed bugs. Maybe it was the bed bugs. He thought the bed waves coming in. That would be a better excuse. There's bed bugs in the other room. I have to sleep in your room. I'm a dumb woman who doesn't know how to read. <laughs> I don't know. I believe you. Jesus, are you 33? He didn't have long enough hair. You know what I mean? Like, if you get, give me the reminder of that guy, my invisible friend when I was eight, the 33-year-old man I could say anything to. They wonder why, like, pedophilia is huge in Christianity and Catholicism, whatever, and it's like, we, all the little girls, talk to a 33-year-old man all the time. Like, we tell him all our secrets and problems, and he loves us so much. We sing about him. He loves all the little children, all the little children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white. He's not racist. It's just the song, right? It's like, it's just the song. He likes yellow kids too. Slanty-eyed weirdos. Jesus loves them. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying the tropes of racism. I'm not truly. It's hard. It's a hard line. Okay, one more and then I'll let you guys play. Okay, here we go. Oh, I never answered the question about Little Nicky or, or, or Chuck and Larry. Little Nicky's way better. Chuck and Larry is not, I don't, it's not so good. The best thing at Trader Joe's. Okay. Life hack. Get out your pencils and papers, everybody. Get ready to get your mind blown. We just came back from Greece, and the best thing there is like this phyllo dough thing with cheese in it, right? They have it at Trader Joe's. It's only like $3.99, and it's the five cheese greek spiral and it's five spirals too if you count it from the end go one two three four five into the center it's five on so many levels and you can cut it with scissors but it's so crispy and perfect and beautiful and delicious it is 3.99 to feel like you're in greece and just be like oh the, the wind from delos is coming across my face it's so crispy greasy okay good that's the best thing at trader joe's
Yay. All right. Yay. This is the hell hat. You're all here. We're going to have fun. There's pod pigs. I mean, <laughs> there's the audience prizes. Since you're in the audience, you can win extra pigs because this is audience prizes. Uh, your first comedian of the night, she was just hosting the last show like a champion. I'd like to see what crazy weird shit she pulls from the hell hat. Put your hands together for Charity Pomeroy. Yay! Awesome. Oh, I love it. I like this hat. It gives my hand warmth and fleas. Uh, <laughs> I love that it's just fur. Like, we have no idea if this was an animal at one point or if somebody just had uh, a really unfortunate bush and they shaved it or... Uh, I don't know. We don't know what this thing is. But uh, hopefully it's dead. Uh, it is not a rabbit. Yeah, that's, a, that's feeling like fox to me. Anyway, for everybody out there in Radioland, there is some monstrosity that I hope gets worn... Uh, because I don't think anything in the world can make you look scarier than this hat. Uh, oh, hey, wait! Guess what this says? I didn't even read it. Uh, the worst thing in the world right now. The worst thing in the world right now uh, is standing on this stage <laughs> pulling an idea out of the fucking hell hat. That is the worst thing in the world right now. Uh, something I just dread all the time is what the fuck is going to come out of my face next? Um, I never know what I'm going to say. And, uh, that's very unfortunate for everybody around me in my life. And, uh, I fear it. So I imagine you should all fear it too. So that is the worst thing in the world right now. All right. <laughs> what else do we have? Internet dating is a complete mystery to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying that because I have never experienced internet dating for myself. But I do have a lot of friends who have uh, met people through uh, the apps, as the kids are calling them these days. And um, uh, so they, they're swiping right. They're swiping each other between the legs, I hope. Uh, after they're swiping right, I hope there's a lot of swiping going on. Uh, but I, I do have a lot of friends and have heard and witnessed what has happened from these uh, hookups through the uh, interwebs. And um, I'm going to say, it's kind of a fucking nightmare. Holy shit. <laughs> I lived for many years in Washington, D.C. Everybody I knew, everybody around me was on J-Date. And I thought, I've got to quit paying attention to this or I'm going to become anti-Semitic. Uh, <laughs> no, it turns out it's just all dating apps. They are horrible. Uh, seriously, people going out here in the city on these nightmare dates, it's turning into Pam's roommate situation uh, most of the time. So, yeah. Uh, mine, maybe sometimes even with the bed bugs. So sometimes you're out on one of those internet dates and uh, you wish you were out with bed bugs instead. So that is true. Um, I love that it is all based on photos now. Um, because some of the loveliest people I know take the worst pics <laughs> in the world. They have no idea what shadows or angles are. But you meet them in real life, and you were like, holy fuck, you are so beautiful inside and out. Not on your picture, though. 
So uh, yeah, that's uh, it's going to be maybe a service I'll start to provide. Help people look on their interwebs as they do IRL. See, I know the lingo, you guys. I know the lingo of five years ago. The craziest thing I saw on the bus. Uh, I've seen a lot of crazy things on the bus. Um, many years ago, I lived in Chicago, and there was a new Harry Potter film that was coming out. And I had a roommate. I had a lot of roommates. Uh, we all lived in this uh, three-bedroom apartment. There were six of us, because, uh, you know. And one of them was, uh, she was my immediate roommate. And I used to wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, and she'd just be staring. She was one of those. Uh, she later stalked me across a few states, even up to Alaska. Uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> Uh, and I don't mean that in a good way, person. But anyway, um, we did not like her. Uh, we stole all her food. <laughs> I usually am really good about not stealing food because, you know, I've, I've had food insecurity in my life. I, I think that's very sacred. But fuck her. I stole all of her food. Um, but she wanted to redeem herself. So she said, everybody, we were all on our way to work. She said, I will buy the tickets for all of us to go to this new Harry Potter movie that's coming out. It's the new craze that the kids are going to see these Harry Potter movies back then. And uh, we were like, okay, okay. Well, there are our three favorite theaters. Get tickets at one of those. But this girl, aside from being the worst human on the planet, was also a dumb shit. And she just clicked willy-nilly on some uh, tickets and purchased tickets that were an hour and a half away. And um, they were in an area that was very crime-ridden at the time, and uh, which is fine. I'll go there. But we were, were taking a bus there. And once we got down there, we found out there were no buses back. <laughs> yeah so uh the movie was great the audience was great everything was great uh we come out and this was before lyft or uber because i'm old deal with it and, <laughs> and um so we start walking toward where we know the the bus terminal uh was and we have to hang out at the bus terminal in the chicago winter for hours and hours and hours, and it is so goddamn cold, we're all huddled together, minus that goddamn bitch who bought the tickets. She was standing off on her own. And finally, the bus pulls up, and we're like, yay, hours later, like 5.30 in the morning, we get, not kidding, get on the bus, and there were a lot of other people who I guess had had the same experience, because there were a bunch of us who were like, well, this is the stupidest decision ever. So we all get on the bus, the bus driver has been cranking the heat, and it is marvelous. And we all are like, we are saved. And then a man with a gangrenous leg gets on. Oh. <laughs> I, know. I know. Here we are in the Chicago winter thinking, if I get off this bus, I will die. But the scent uh, and sight of that leg <laughs> might also kill me. <laughs> and so everybody cracked the windows of the bus. And uh, we all got together and threw my goddamn roommate out the window. And, uh, and that was the end of that. That really was uh, truly a 
truly gangrenous leg uh, saw it on, attached to a human who I assume is no longer alive. Uh, yeah, one more? I don't know. All right, we're playing, we're playing. Okay. This is storytelling, no joke telling, guys. Uh, oh, my family. We've all heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, it says, oh, my family. Here's the thing. I don't trust people who go through life without knowing what it was like to have a sibling who truly wanted to murder them. I, I, I don't get what that is like, and I don't trust people who went through life without having to run for their lives from their sister and the butcher knife or the two by four with the nails. Like, if you went through life without experiencing that, are you really a person? I mean, <laughs> I, I, uh, wait, am I the only one? Oh, well, shit, ugh, my family. That's <laughs> it. Who should run for president? Well, apparently, everybody. Everybody's running for president right now. I love it. It's 20 fucking 19. I don't want to hear about any presidential candidate until 2020. Uh, seriously, I'm, I'm just sick of these fucking people lining up to run for president. I don't like any of them, unfortunately, uh, because they all started too early. That's all I'm saying. The presidential um, election should be a two-month process. Nobody should be allowed to run for president earlier than that because I just want us to all know in the beginning somebody's a fuckface and, and then they won't be able to build a big cult and they won't be able to win. Uh, oh, I think there's some trauma there. That's, that's not even a joke. Uh, all I'm saying is all the presidential candidates who have already put their hat in the ring are fuckfaces for doing so. <laughs> And that is my political opinion. All right. Um, oh, <laughs> oh my God, this is so <laughs> I love this one. Okay, uh, this is fuck, Mary, kill comics on this bill. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> fuck, Mary, kill is a game where you have to point out um, who you would fuck, who you would marry, and who you would kill. And, uh, Mary kill. I thought Mary kill was a oh, if you are a lesbian, as our friend Elsie, uh, you think you want to fuck Mary Kill. I do too. We all want to fuck her. She's okay. If you are bisexual, like Elsie, <laughs> if you are into Mary, uh, and you want to fuck her, then you can fuck Mary Kill. It's true. But, uh, for game purposes, um, this is very simple. Um, hmm, wait, I thought it was simple. I mean, I only know one. <laughs> Do I? Have we met? What is your name? Oh, you're Hence. No, we haven't met. Okay. Well, nice to meet you, Hence. Uh, okay. I just answered that question. Hence, you seem just warm and lovely and adorable. And uh, I'm going to have to marry you dude um this is gonna give away uh because they're i i know i could have married you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh no there are 
There are two comics on this bill that I would fuck because I just think it would be wild. And so I'm going to split the difference between Justin and, oh, I'm getting a wink. Okay, well, never mind. It's just the one. He gave me a wink. So we're going to fuck Justin because it would be wild and crazy and fun. And uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd have to fuck you because also wild and crazy and fun. Um, uh, but here's why I would kill you, Griffin. <laughs> Because out of all of us, I feel like you're already the closest there, possibly. So maybe it would just be mercy. Uh, <laughs> fuck miracle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true. I probably will be. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, the next comedian coming to the stage, um, I used to love him, truly. I thought of him as sort of a son. But he is dead to me because it turns out Mark Neuer has bailed on this show. I guess he just got too fucking high to function, which is for Mark Neuer every goddamn day of his life. So Mark Neuer is getting roasted for bailing on this stinking show. <laughs> All right. And does poetry matter? All right, I have a PSA about poetry, you guys. Um, for everybody listening, all three of you, no, I'm kidding, thousands. <laughs> for everybody in this room, I need you to know that in the history of the world, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I've done the research, there have been, uh, I think, about 50 great poets. So chances are you're not one of them. That's, uh, that's where I'm going with that. I fucking hate 99.9% .9 of poetry. Actually, um, back in the day when I was like, why don't I want to fuck guys? I don't know, I'll give him a hand job, I guess. I gave this guy a hand job. And, uh, it, you know, it happens. It, it was an accident. I fell over, gave him a hand job, as you do. And uh, he decided that I was the woman he wanted to marry. And I was like, what's my last name? Oh, you don't know? Okay. And uh, so, <laughs> true story. And um, I thought it was just like, give you a hand job, never see you again. Like, that was, that's what I did in life. Uh, and this dude, he decided to start calling, calling people I knew, coming over, trying to like come knock on the door. Like, don't knock on my door. That's terrifying. If, if I didn't invite you over and I don't know exactly what time you're showing up, I don't ever want you coming to my house because I probably haven't cleaned. Uh, and so he kept telling me, no, oh, just, I'm just so in love with you. And I'm like, I mean, I know it was a good hand job, you guys. It really, it was that good. But this dude, um, he decided truly that he would win my heart through poetry. And I, I even told him, look, dude, I fucking hate poetry. I like, I like good poetry. There's very little of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he was like, no, 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 you haven't read my poetry. And he left it at my apartment. Uh -huh. So... Um, it started out, St. Genesius opens his robe. So already, anybody know who St. Genesius is? 
Apparently, he is the patron saint of masturbation, because that's what all the poetry was about. <laughs> yeah, uh, turns out uh, it didn't work out. Our marriage uh, only lasted for about six years. Uh, <laughs> me and that guy. All right, what is this? I think this will be my possibly last one. I don't know. No, are you lighting me? You can light me. No, you're if. At, you're at 15 oh, perfect. Okay. Quentin Tarantino's best acting role. I actually think Quentin Tarantino's best acting role was um, that role that he had where he convinced people he was human. Jesus! Who thinks he's human? Have they seen him? Like, have they heard him talk? I don't think he's human. I think he is some sort of reptile with a very stretched skin and always has had that very stretched skin over his reptilian face. Uh, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not commenting on his looks. I am saying that he has stretched skin all the way down to his soul. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, I actually can't stand watching Tarantino <laughs> act. <laughs> I'll watch his movies, but when he gets on, it's like, oh, cringity cringe. Uh, so his best acting role, um, yeah, that's like saying um, the handsomest turd. So yeah, I, I don't think I can do that. All right, <laughs> that's it for me. Yay, Hell Hat, I didn't die! Charity Pomeroy, although lovely, is wrong. It was Little Nicky, where he was playing the blind. He was playing the blind preacher who keeps seeing Satan everywhere. The spawn of Satan is in the air, and then he runs into something. He's actually really, it's his only good role. It's in the worst movie that was ever created other than Sausage Party. It's, it's Little Nicky, but Quentin Tarantino, a gem also. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield plays Lucifer. Also, really a wonderful role. And Kevin Nealon plays the tit head, which is nice. There's a lot of, he has tits on his head and they play with him through the whole movie. The 90s were so misogynistic and homophobic. It was so fun when just all the jokes were just like, ah, homophobia. Ah. David Spade's like, they, they made fun. The whole, the whole crux of the movie uh, Joe Dirt is that he's gay it's like no he's not and then the pretty girls it's so silly it's like all oh, the 90s is that the only joke you had you're <laughs> gay people do we not know what to say the gays <laughs> it's like what it, I guess it's an easy laugh the ladies love it uh, your next comedian, do you want to do it? He has his own hat. I hope that you guys could find, <laughs> hence the comedian online, and uh, buy some of his merch. I'm excited to see what he does with the hell hat. Everybody, hence Singleton. Yay! This is going to be fun. I've never done this before. <laughs> Stick my hand in something hairy. Is this coochie hair? <laughs> I know. Who <laughs> no, I'm gonna get fucked up in here with that. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, dig it right. Oh, yeah. oh, right there, deeper, deeper, right there, right there. No, 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 over to the side. No, I said right there. No, over to the side. God, over. The, God damn it, would you look? Would you let me do this on my own? Jesus Christ! Oh, women, Jesus Christ, man! I find a clit in a second. Jeez. No, that's not it. I need to call Donald. I need to find the clit. It should be in here somewhere. Oh. 
My favorite drug. <laughs> yes. Ecstasy. Oh, weed. <laughs> I only can say one because I have two. I love ecstasy and I love weed. <laughs> Why I love ecstasy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Anybody ever try ecstasy? Oh, my God. I thought I liked laying around nude before without ecstasy, but that is incredible. <laughs> You don't even have to think about getting a heart on. You just look at it and just watch it go. I had a conversation with my dick on drugs. <laughs> we sat and talked for about an hour. And my wife was like, who are you talking to? I said, him. She said, you know he doesn't talk? Said, yes, he does. Listen, get closer. I said, don't say nothing because he might spit on you. Be careful. Because he hangs around two balls and some asshole. <laughs> so I don't know. And weed. Marijuana. Love this stuff. Can't live without it. Possibly, I don't know. But everybody's smoking weed now and it's not fun anymore. I was at the uh, cannabis club and I seen these white ladies from fucking Walnut Creek coming, oh Betty, let's go get some marijuana. I'm like, bitch, are you serious? It's not marijuana, it's weed. Oh my God, we had this back in the 70s. Look, no you did not. Not none of this shit. Because this stuff that you get in California, this stuff will punch you in the fucking eye. I'm telling you, man, this stuff had me at a stoplight without a car. <laughs> I was just standing in the street. Would you fucking change? Come on, damn. I was just standing there, man. People, bomb, bomb, move. They must have been higher than me because they didn't have no car and they're going beep, beep, beep. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Back into the coochie. You sure this isn't a fucking, uh, you know, like pubic hair or something like the armpit? <laughs> Who would you live with with no money? Hmm. Me have money or them not having any money? Me living with a broke person or my wife living with me? Because, <laughs> yes, I am what you call a kept man now. You know what? A, hey, you know what a kept man is? Who knows the definition of a kept man? Come on, come on. Who knows? paid for sex. Okay. What do you think? Mm, that's close. And what about you? Go ahead. Nope, nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. A kept man is what I am. I'm kept from doing all kind of shit. That's what I'm kept from. I'm kept from going to the fucking game. I'm kept from hanging out with my friends. I'm kept from smoking a lot of weed. I'm kept from hanging out with my side piece. I'm just kept from all kind of shit. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. And then with no money. <laughs> well, I stayed with a woman with no money before. My mother. Well, I couldn't, she didn't have her own money. She had all my dad's money. I can say that because, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and now I get to have my favorite thing with my favorite activity. <laughs> oh, I'm not masturbating yet. You guys got to turn around. <laughs> ah, yes. No money. No money caused me to go on the Jerry Springer show. Back, oh yeah, I was on the Jerry Springer show back in 96. And it was because I was walking around the house naked. <laughs> My ex-wife, she hated that shit because her friends would come over and I'd be in the house butt-fucking naked high. That's where the drugs come back into. And she's like, why are you smoking weed? That's because I like to. She said, every time that you smoke weed, you get naked. I know. <laughs> and the fucked up part is I used to be a stripper. <laughs> so. Yep. 
And they used to call me Babyface. I get carded. I'm 51 years old and I get carded. Kind of cool. I enjoyed that. They got mad because I was wearing a mistletoe belt. <laughs> you use too many drugs, man. And you ain't got no money. Why do you think I had a mistletoe belt? <laughs> Donate a dollar every time you kiss. <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> David Spade versus Rob Schneider. Oh, fuck. Oh. Joe Dirt versus <laughs> the Water Boy. <laughs> ah, Rob Schneider. He looked like the back of your balls. Without the dick, just the pubic hair. Rob Schneider is the guy that gay guys don't like to fuck. He said his ass looks like a tunnel. The guy said he hollered and it went, hey! You heard fucking David Spankle, get me out of here! <laughs> this is some good weed, wow. I need to stop growing my own. What else would I like to say about David Spade? Besides him hitting me in the balls at the comedy store. Yeah, he fucking cup checked me at the comedy store. Whoa. He's a dick, man. He boom, like, oh, fucking ass. He said, oh, you're not Siddiqui Fuller. I'm like, no, I'm his friend, fucking asshole. <laughs> Should I get, man, I get fucking accused of being everybody. Man. I get accused of being Samuel Jackson. <laughs> That's fucked up, but I got some free shit for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Dominican Republic. This guy ran up to me and told, oh, I love your movies. I'm like, what fucking movies? I'm like, he's, I'm like man, I got a comedy movie out, but fuck, I didn't think that made it out here. <laughs> I get a prize. Audience prize! Yeah. I'm probably going to keep it for myself because, hell, I'm a, I told you, I'm a kept man. I'm kept from all kind of shit, like gifts. <laughs> Hi. No, I am. I'm just saying. You know, just letting you know. Because I'm still mixing up all three of mine. Because I'm doing broke, drugs, and what was my last one? David, David Spade and Rob Schneider. Anybody need any water, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Leg warmers are back. No. No. Fuck no. Leg warmers. <laughs> no. Hell no. You see some of them hairy leg ass women wearing leg warmers? Are you crazy? Whew. Look, I was in Mis I just came back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, last week. And one of my dumbass cousins at my uncle's funeral had on some fucking hairy ass leg warmers. And do you think I didn't talk about her ass? No. <laughs> yes, I did. I said, fucking Bigfoot's at the funeral. <laughs> she had seen that shit. And, she, and Midwest women, they're fucking huge. So she looked like fucking between a bear and a gorilla. So we called her a bearilla. Come big in her big ass out there, fucking water buffalo. <laughs> I hate my cousins, mainly my family. <laughs> My cousin's at my uncle's funeral, boy. Oh, boy. 
They were, man, you ain't gonna tell no jokes when you talk about my uh, my daddy, are you? Yes, <laughs> the fuck I am. <laughs> I said your daddy was the first person that taught me how to sell weed. <laughs> Back to my drugs. <laughs> but I was the only broke weed seller around. That means I had no money. And who was I living with? My mama. Cause she had no money either, that broke bitch. <laughs> Let me dig around. Hey, you know what this is right here, right? Have you seen this much uh, hair around a hand before? <laughs> it's kind of wet in here too. So guess what else is in here? Hey, wait a minute, I think I found it. I think, no, that's not it. Still trying to find the clit. It's in here some fucking where, and it's just like a guy. <laughs> Why don't y'all tell us where it's at? I give you some money and you won't have to be broke. I'm gonna be really, really high if I do this one. So I'm gonna put this one back because <laughs> oh, oh, I got a feeling this have too many. No, it was another treat. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> That's it. My favorite swear word. <laughs> What's your favorite swear word? That's fine, we'll go with that. What's your favorite swear word? Yeah. Griffin? Cause see, you could fuck a cunt. Boom, got that one. What about you? Um, That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> favorite swear. But see, my favorite swear word. You can do things with my favorite swear word. You can. It's a noun. It could be used as. Can be used as a adjective. You can be used for a person, place, thing. They used to call him fuck stick. No, not him. Him. <laughs> you guys don't like being picked. Are you comedians at all? Or you just people that just came in off the street or came in off the street? So good. We're gonna fuck with y'all all night. Cause I'm using my favorite swear word now. Have to. How much time am I been over? Just curious. I know. Oh, favorite swear word. What's an, well asshole too. No, I, I've been trying to get my wife to let me do it. Oh, damn, thinking out loud. Fuck, here we go again. Uh, let's see. Have we exhausted the word fuck? Is it fucking extended? Is it a fucking extendable word? I mean, what is your favorite part of fuck? The action? The meaning? I would say the action. Because you can tell someone to do it. Someone can tell you to do it. Sometimes you're doing it to yourself, like me three or four times earlier today. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite one. <laughs> and you know, like manicured. <laughs> this is the best thing around. And most people, when they say, hey, high five, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Feel it soft. Go ahead, touch it. <laughs> I can't let another man touch that hand. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> this is crazy, man. <laughs> this is the weirdest shit I've ever done besides being a stripper. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
<laughs> See, there's the word again. Kung Fu Grip. Who am I talking about? No. Come on. Bingo. The first male Barbie doll. Anybody have G.I. Joe? I grew up with G.I. Joe, and yes, he did have a kung fu grip. I actually had the whole group of them little motherfuckers. They used to rape my sister's Barbies. <laughs> they used to fuck the shit out of the Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> my mother, what do you got that doll head? Never mind, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was the first kid with ADD. <laughs> I added the G.I. Joe to the other doll. Not the attention deficit disorder, I like to add. Oh, yes. That just brings back so much of your childhood. I mean, who else played with masculine dolls, as they would like to call them? Because they're not anatomically correct either. My doll was smooth. <laughs> I thought he was manscaping, but it was just smooth. Anybody? Manscape? Womanscape? Anyscape? Escape. Any? <laughs> Most guys say they do it to make themselves look bigger. I just did it to make sure I just didn't put it in the wrong place. Like, hey, what is that? That's an extra arm. Oh, <laughs> we could stand there and spin. <laughs> oh, this is fun. And I'm not even sweating. Holy shit. <sighs> and nudity with your G.I. Joe dolls. Anybody ever take their bath with their? Jai Joe doll. Barbie? Nah. I know. I used to make him do <clears throat> the Aquaman before Aquaman. And then uh, I remember I had to, when we were kids, me and my sister had to take a bath together. And then that's when I found out my sister was not a boy. <laughs> and the cave that the G.I. Joe went into. <laughs> It was kind of funny when she went there and told my mom, oh, you got to get this thing out of here. <laughs> I was like, uh, and they asked me, who did that? I said, my bad. I didn't know. I was the youngest, so I thought it was a cave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sister still hates me until this day. She tried to push me in the grave with my uncle. It's kind of crazy. Well, folks, I'm going to do one more. <laughs> Because I like this armpit thing, man. I want to put it on to see if it looked like a furry G-string, man. I had actually I actually had one this color. I had a flaming G-string that you used to, I used to light up to burn the hair off my chest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of fucked up. It's a little pad. You light it, and you start dancing around. And I finally started growing some hair, and it went fun. That's odd. Two people you put in hell. I liked it. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Two people you be in hell with people in here no just in the world or well in hell yeah i would take griffin with me because he would be a fucking blast <laughs> i just listen to him talk shit to the devil all fucking day <laughs> look you bloody wanker <laughs> like yeah get him griffin tell him about tell him to poke you in the belly <laughs> in your tummy and who else would i like to go to hell with let's see Nah, he'd be grabbing pussies down there, so no, no Trump. Uh, Samuel, no, no, not Samuel Jackson, because then I'd be getting mixed, getting, you know, no, fucker, no. I think Morgan Freeman. Come on now, Satan, 
<laughs> Come on now, get me out here like Crazy Joe from. Let me stop. I don't do impressions anymore because I get in trouble for it. Well, folks, I've been Hen Singleton. Thank you for your ears. Thanks for listening. Bring my girl Pam back to the stage. It's cool to see her in clothes because last time I seen her, she was naked. It's, it's absolutely true. The last time he saw me, we were together at a, uh, are they, are they really leaving? We were at a nudist colony. They gave me 20 bucks. I'll take their money. Okay, sorry guys. It's kind of funny. We're funny. Is it the pot smoke? Does it smell weird? I don't know. I heard feelings. Are they cops? Were they cops? Were they looking for... I mean, what? Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> Portal to where? Hopefully not the police station. Now I feel like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what were they after? Why did they give me money? Should I give their money back? What's happening? I'm going to take another one. The most medium meal ever. <laughs> the most medium meal. Wow. That's like, it's got to be like, eh. It's like um, it's like a tuna fish sandwich that's prepackaged, you know. Like, <laughs> it's never gonna be like it's not gonna have enough mayonnaise because otherwise the bread would be too soggy, and it can't have like, I mean, too many. But I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, it depends how hungry you are, right? Like, I think that depends how hungry you are. I mean. It's like a triangle, a, a triangle of, of, of smelly fish could be really delicious, depending on how long you've lived in Skagway. Right. How often do you vacuum? You know, like three times a week now. I'm on, I'll be honest, uh, Jonathan bought us a Dyson and it changed everything. It's so easy to make it work. It's like, this is another ad. First an ad for Trader Joe's, now an ad for Dyson. We're all over the map here tonight on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. None of which give us any funding, so I don't know, even know why. Yes. Uh, you're a nice comedian. I really want to know what happened with them. I'm worried. Were they cops? Could they have been cops? Do we have like a consensus about this? Are we okay? I, I get nervous because I promote it on the Facebook, like, come on in and you can win a pot food. I'm like, are they from like the new pot commission that's gonna be like, you can't give away stuff that you wanna give away? <laughs> Were they 21? Should I have asked them? Okay, now I'm, now I'm too high, right? Uh, your next comedian, he's gonna make you guys laugh. He has a hat for the hell hat. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Griffin Daly! Yay! This is weird, eh? You know, you do look a bit like Sam, yeah. You know what, though, hence? Am I the only one that got this? When you do that eye-rolling thing, you look a bit like old Bill. Didn't he? Didn't he? Did he look a bit Cosby? A little bit Cosby, yeah. I should stop that if I was you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what happened to those kids. It was weird, wouldn't it? They fucking here like five minutes. That's the quickest 20 bucks you've ever got, wouldn't it? It was great. Don't even have to tell them any jokes. Fucking great. So, 
Bit of fisting going on. Boom, boom. See what we come up with? You've got all the best ones. <laughs> Your first love. Oh, fuck. True? The truth? You want the truth? My first love? Ah. Jesus Christ, it had to be Barbara. We were five years old. We used to walk home from school together. She was pretty. She had like little short blonde hair. You know, she used to wear these little dresses, and you know, we just held hands walking home. Said, "You're my boyfriend, Griff." I said, "Really? What's that?" <laughs> said, "Well, I love you." I said, "Really? What?" It's fucking weird, isn't it? Five years old, right? Uh, I didn't really love her. I liked her. She was fun, you know. But that's the weirdest fucking thing. My God! You see, you you just like throw people straight into this memory bank that, you, you know, I hadn't thought about her in fucking years. It's amazing. She died when she was about 15. I don't even know why she died, but someone told me, you know, she's a, that's fucking weird shit. I'm going to go straight on to something else before it gets <laughs> fucking, you know. Jesus Christ, man. Barbara Pollard, yeah. At a wedding, thinking of you. Oh. At a wedding, thinking I've been to a wedding for so long. People still do that shit. They do, don't they? Uh, if I was, at, I guess this means if I was at a wedding, who would I be thinking of? Is that what you mean? I don't fucking know. I guess I'll have to go somewhere. Well, if I was at a wedding now, who would it remind me of? Right? I guess my first wife. You know. That'd be the first, you know, you talk about first person I think of. She was beautiful, man. She was like fucking 18 when we got married. I was 19, you know. Looked like a movie star. Funny girl, yeah. I bumped into her. I've told you this before. So I, just, I was in London right a few weeks back. Big party. I hadn't seen her for 30 years. In she walks. Didn't recognise her straight away until I heard her. I recognised her voice. Oh, Griffin Daly! She comes up, she goes, Oh, Griff. Do you remember how in love we were in the 60s? She said, To me, you were like a movie star. I said, Thanks, babe. What about now? She said, More like a movie in violation. <laughs> Oh dear. That was a fucking time, man. The 60s, the 70s. We didn't realise how naive we were, did we? You know. I mean, you know, when you're a fucking teenager and you already think you know everything when you're 18, right? I'm a fucking man! No, <laughs> oh, you ain't no man. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. That was fucking funny. So, yeah, that's who the word wedding brings to mind. Uh, my wife, you know, look, we were together 16 years. We had two kids, you know, and um, the last eight years were just because we had the kids. You know, you know, we're fucking trying to stick it out. Don't do that shit, man. Fucking leave when it's time to leave. You know, it was so murder. I've been with Melinda since 1991. We don't have any kids. What does that tell you? 
Still, still together, right? We like each other, man. We have fun. It's great, fucking lovely, yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something funnier in here than weddings and shit. What can't you remember? Fucking almost everything. <laughs> almost everything. <sighs> I was 14 when I had my first drink. I was at my grandpa's house. They were fucking wealthy, upper-class people, my, my mum's side of the family. It was about time these boys had a drink, dear. Granny goes, yeah, they're only 14. Griffin's 14, John was 15, you know. I said, well, I give him, he gave us a little bottle of hard cider each, you know, uh, Strongbow Cider, English stuff, which is alcoholic, pretty, it's more alcoholic than beer, you know. Yeah. It was, I fucking enjoyed it because it was apple juice, fizzy apple juice. It was great, you know, and then I was like, ooh, this is fucking lovely. Oh, so from that moment on, I was a fucking alcoholic, you know. <laughs> But I didn't realise it, of course. It was just, oh, this is nice, you know. As soon as they were out the room any time, like, I'd get the old sherry decanter and have a swig out of it. Oh, fucking lovely. And I got back home. My dad was a teetotaler, so there was nothing in the house. So it was like, you know, every opportunity, I'd try and get in the pub and sneak a beer in anyway. But, yeah, things I don't remember. I don't want to fucking remember. I mean, that's why you drink, because you want to try and forget shit, right? Well, now I quit drinking four months ago and all these memories are coming back. <laughs> and I can't drink anymore because of my old liver, you know, so it's like, fuck. Things I can't remember are coming back. Oh, all my insanity's fucking bursting out uncontrolled now, you know. Which is all right. Insanity's fine. Especially when you're 69 years old, because it's fucking open this business, right? You can do what you like. So we go, come on, Griff. <laughs> Fuck this. This is good. That's a fucking good cookie. Well, ain't they all, darling? <laughs> all cookies. I'll tell you what I don't like, this is the Girl Scout cookies. Now, I, I used to like the thin, no, but I used to like the thin mints, right? Until I found out what's in it, it's all shit inside there, you know, it's all disgusting fucking gut. You don't want to fucking eat that shit. They, malt, they manufacture that stuff by the trillion, and it's disgusting. And you think that's good, because you, when you're young, you think, oh, I fucking eat Cheetos and whatever, you know, you don't give a shit. You know, because it's, but... I discovered organic cookies. Look, look, I tell you, look, look, it's my favourite. It's a thin mint. There's two chocolate cookies with mint cream inside, and they're called Annie's. It's by this manufacturer called Annie's. You know Annie's, right? 100% organic ingredients. And it's fucking 10 times better than the thin mint shit you buy from the kids, right? So when I, when I come out the store now, and they're all standing there, and they say, would you want to buy some cookies? I'm not buying that shit. And you shouldn't be selling it. And they're like, what? And their mum's like, what? Like, well, look on the fucking ingredients, for Christ's sake. I had about six of those little mint granite grabbits before I left tonight. Try the mint grabbits. Grabbits, Annie's. Yeah, the little rabbits. No, they're not grabbits. Not a rabbit. <laughs> she does make the little cheese rabbits too, right? Yeah. 
But these are called grabbits. I guess it's her, I don't know why she calls them grabbits, because they're fucking mint cookies. I guess, I guess, yeah. Anyway, was that best cookie or worst cookie? That was the worst cookie, right? Yeah. Girl Scout shit. Or favorite cookie? I don't know, anyway, there you go, whatever it was. Cookies. Gotta try and th- You get to I'm going to leave this one for you. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Favourite favorite flavour of pizza. You know what? What's amazing? I can read this without my glasses. So you must be fucking blind too because you're writing in huge letters, right? You're writing in huge letters. Favourite flavour of pizza. My God. There's so much pizza. Um... I tell you what I usually like, and I don't need it anymore because of that whole food thing. When we lived in Hillsburg, when we wanted pizza, we used to order it from Round Table, and we'd order a large pepperoni, and we'd order a large vegetarian special, and we'd put the one on top of the other. I fold them together, and make a big sandwich. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Try it. Pepperoni on top of a vegetariano. It's fantastic. No, just give it a shot. I put some of Pam's fucking special fucking stuff in there, man. Uh, You can eat that in anything, can't you? You know, I've been collecting all the treats you've been giving me over the last fucking year. Got a little pile of them in my drawer. I haven't haven't had any of them yet. Oh, I did a a year or two back, but since then, since I quit drinking, I've been like, I'm not going to do anything, right? Even though I've been getting shit from you, and people are always like offering me hits on shit. Don't offer me a hit, right? <laughs> and I was like, the thing is, I want to be like, I want to be totally sober for a while. I don't want to do anything. But I feel it, because you do get, you know, as you know, you get little urges. Comes, the worst urge I get is when I'm, I have this little antique shop, right? The worst urge I get is when I close a store at like five o'clock or six, depending on what I feel like, and I'm walking home, I got like about half a mile walk. And that's when I used to be looking forward to my first drink. I come out of the shop, shut the door, lock up. I wonder if you bought any whiskey, or it's gonna be a glass of red wine. Be the, as soon as I get home, first drink, sit down, relax. Ah, all the stress off the bag, fucking rip it out, you know. Rip that stress right out. But you, you know, you want that little high. And we used to sit, this is the thing I miss. We'd sit there in the living room, opposite each other like this, about that far away, right? I sit in my leather chair, she sit on the sofa, the cats and dogs running around, fucking around. And we'd each have a drink and we'd start talking about stuff. You know, we had this great conversation, she's just sitting there having the first drink, you know. But now she's sitting there having that first drink and I'm drinking fucking ginger ales, you know. <laughs> But I thought if I miss the high enough, I've got a stash from Pam, and I'll just get that edible buzz because I don't want to smoke because I can't with my old lungs and shit. You know? I'm fucking, you know, if I start get back to all the stuff you guys do, I'll probably be dead in a year. <laughs> so I can't do it. So what was that piece of paper about? So you get start talking and you forget what it's about. <laughs> what was it about? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> There you go. So it was a, was it a, 
Uh, no, that was the last one. Yeah, anyway, let's go another one, shall we? Can you stand any more of me blathering away about shit? There's loads of them in there. How the fuck did you think? Hmm? Audience prize. What am I got to give one to somebody? I've already got like a stash of them, so I don't need any more. Have I got to choose somebody to give it to? Is that what it is? All right. I'm going to keep this. <laughs> Just for a little while. We'll see what happens next. He hasn't laughed at me once yet. So you're not fucking getting it. <laughs> huh? Did you? I know. I know. I'm just kidding. You. You're funny, by the way. I like you, man. Champion mediocrity. <laughs> fucking hell. Nobody in this fucking room. No mediocre people here. Champion mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, most of the fucking shit on TV, really, right? Right? They're, it's all, they're all champions at mediocrity. How the fuck do they get away with some of that crap? Have you fucking seen some of the shit that's on TV? Huh? I'm flipping through 100 fucking channels. Takes me 20 minutes to get through. By the time I find something I want to watch, the best part's fucking gone. When they killed the guy, now I don't know where it's going to be. What reality shite. My 600 pound life? What the fuck are you doing? You got this monster on the fucking TV trying to convince her that she can get down to 400 pounds, which is still fucking disgusting. And you're gonna put a gastric tie around her fucking. I don't wanna fucking see that shit! Why is it on the TV? It's not entertainment, man! And that's not even the champion mediocrity. To use the champion mediocrity, the fucking weatherman! How does he get 15 minutes? <laughs> and he's telling me what it was like today. I fucking know. I was there. <laughs> What's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> they got this little chart comes up and he goes, oh, it's good. 28 degrees in Walnut Creek, 30 degrees in Danville. Who gives a fuck what temperature it's got? Who cares? Just say it's going to be warm tomorrow. That's all you need to know. You don't. Who's fucking walking out the door going, oh, it's going to be 28 degrees today? Well, I'd better find a pair of gloves. And Oh, I tell you what. Let's go down to Oakland. It's going to be 36. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody gives a flying shit, do they? Right? And all we need to know, right, all we need to know is what's going to happen tomorrow. It's California. <laughs> it's going to be foggy on the fucking coast. It's going to be warm inland. You know you live here. It's going to be 85 degrees inland, but it's going to be 55 in the city. Okay. 
Get the fuck off the TV. Get Jerry Seinfeld on there. Tell us a few jokes for 15 minutes. I think I've got a new bit brewing here. This is... <laughs> I'm going to keep going now until Pam fucking throws me off the stage. Control freak. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. You laughed and I didn't say anything. Control freak. Oh, God. Oops. That's one of the kind of people I, I hate the fucking most, don't you? control freak you know I mean we're supposed to be all free right do you want some arsehole living with you telling you what the fuck to do do you I mean you know what about these guys that kill their wives and kids right they're control freaks right like what's that guy who killed his wife and dumped her in the fucking bay somewhere that he was a control freak right what was his name a couple of years ago yeah no but he, he got this little boat went fishing and and, and he huh Peterson, yeah, Scott Peterson. Control freak, you know. That's, that's the kind of people that end up as murderers because they can't stand their wife, like, actually having a life, you know. I tell my wife, and my wife says, okay, if I go and say, don't fucking ask me. Tell me where you're going. <laughs> Just tell them I'm going out with my friends today. I don't give a fuck. You know, you're free, right? Do what you like. See, I'm not a control freak. I even, can't even control myself, see. <laughs> I'm out of fucking control right now. <laughs> Totally out of control. Last one. Last one. Did I make this a good one, eh? Yeah. Are you a comic? Yeah. He's a real audience person. Oh, a real audience person. Fantastic. The police. <laughs> the police. The police. Is she a cop? Oh, I think those other two people were. Oh. <laughs> the police. Yeah, I've had a few run-ins with those motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. Not a very good band, though, really, were they? <laughs> fucking useless. Look at my hair. It's all fucking... What is that? <laughs> Shit. I'm not completely bald. <laughs> what? I, I cut it myself, look. Looking cut good. it myself. Does it look all right? Yeah. yeah. In the fucking mirror with a pair of, you know... Good. Not too bad. It helps to be handsome. <laughs> The cops, so eh? You know, uh, it's like, I know there's, there's all this shit about black guys being shot and all that, and it's fucking horrible. It's, it's just a fucking disgusting situation, really, you know. Be serious about that, right? What What is fucking wrong in the country where, you know, a certain part of, a certain section of the population, they can just fucking whack guys any time they feel like it, kind of? And they just put one guy, one cop in jail for doing it, right? You know, but they're just like, oh, we, we, oh, we shot him. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a black dude. Okay, then write it up. Don't worry about it. That's fucking disgusting, isn't it? That's fucking disgusting, America. <laughs> you just start busting them. All right. Police. See? <laughs> no, but I mean, they get away with shit, don't they? And I'll tell you what I, why I don't like Kamala Harris. Don't vote for that motherfucking bitch. You remember that, that copper? Is that, see, this is 
people have got short memories. See? There was a guy running for sheriff. He's probably going to hit. Is this on the radio? Yeah. Okay. Okay, sheriff. He's going to come. No, he's probably going to come and get me now. He's a sheriff, right? He beat his wife. As they said, he was accused of beating his missus up, right? Scared so much, she went back to South America to get away from the dude, right? And Kamala Harris goes, no, well, she was pushing for this guy to be sheriff. We want him. You know, she got him back in to the job and covered it all up. I don't know whether he was ever found guilty of anything or whether it was all like some, I don't know, but they was accused of it. Hey, dude, if you're listening, <laughs> if you didn't do it, all right. But if you did, we won't vote for Kamala. Nah, the police. Actually, I like the police because, you know, most cops, right, you know, you've got you to just, let's be sensible about it. Where the fuck would we be without them? Come on, you know. I, I was thinking about this one day. I was thinking, what would it be like to be a police officer? Just put yourself in their position, right? You pull a dude up in the car, you don't know, do you? Any time, whether he's got a gun in his pocket or he's going to shoot you, and it does happen, you know, that's why they're a bit trigger fucking happy, right, some of them. Because it could happen, right? They know that every time they pull someone up, they're like, they've got their fucking hand right there, haven't they? Just in case. That's nerve-wracking, right? That's gunslinger shit, isn't it? Every cop's got to be a real good gunslinger, just in case. Eh? <sighs> that bit of positive point of view there is probably, <laughs> cover, probably covered up the last thing. <laughs> no, I don't hate them. It's just like someone's got to do it. Otherwise, but I mean, because men like to kill people. We do, right? We, I mean, we would kill people, wouldn't we, if we were allowed to? We fucking would. I mean, even women would. You'd kill people, wouldn't you? Right? I mean, if someone raped you, right, for instance, you'd kill that guy, wouldn't you, if you could? And you should. Fucking kill him. Uh, road rage, yeah. Yeah, you just, just, just because some asshole cut you off. And it's nothing, right? He's not cutting you off. He's just trying to get home. <laughs> You know, it's, everyone's just trying to get home early, right? Oh, fuck me, there's a gap, I dive in it. You motherfucker! It's what you feel like, and you feel like shooting that bitch, right? Anyway, you okay there, babe? Yeah. But getting a bit hard, or is it me? Am I getting a bit too? Am I not funny enough now? Somebody else. Getting too serious. Well, you fucking put the police thing in there. What do you put that in there for? What do you put that in there for? All right, I'm out of here. Right. I don't know why I put the police thing in. Your last comedian of the night. He's hilarious. We're going to see what... There's so many of them in here. I mean, I, I really wrote uh, just a billion of them today. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Justin Carisi! Okay. Time to make some stuff up. <laughs> you guys want to hear some things that I didn't think about at all? Yeah! Cool. Um... Pam, uh, I think I know what those people were up to, and I want to tell you about it. Um, before I get into this, my first Barbie. 
I don't know how many women you were planning on being here. Um, I think I think I know where those people were doing. I think that they were on a they didn't know each other great, right? They either ha like probably haven't fucked yet or just started. And one of them said to the other one like, "Oh, comedy, we should try that." And then they came in here and were like, "Oh." I see. There's five people in here, and they're all doing the same. So, like, we just we're hanging out with a group of friends right now. <laughs> we better go. Uh, I didn't have a first Barbie. I got like I, I borrowed my sister's. I got. Hang on, I guess better. I the, she had like 20 of them, and they were all identical. They're all they're all blonde. They're all the same thing. And my sister, uh, so I don't know if I'm like this because of my sister or if we both just have some horrible demon thing going on. But when I was about six, my sister was about eight, she would uh, tie up her Barbies in rubber bands and hair ties and tie them, tie them to the ceiling fan and turn it on. <laughs> And they would swing around and fall off and, and hit the walls. And I would be like, that's what you do with Barbies, I guess. That's what you do with tall, blonde women. That's what the first, the first thing that I learned about how you treat, uh, you know, exaggerated caricatures of female. Nobody looks like that. And I'm glad nobody looks like that because that would be unfuckable. That would be a strange looking woman. They'd be eight feet tall and weigh 93 pounds. And I, I don't wanna hear how they would sound when they spoke. I'm sure it would just be a high pitched whistling. Um, Barbies freaked me out because of the way they looked, not because of what my sister did to them. She did the right thing you're supposed to torture them. <laughs> that's, that's where they go. They go into the wall at high speeds. Um, I remember her banging them into the piano too, which was beautiful in its own way. Da, 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 da. Um, what to your sister? <laughs> oh man, let's all, I'll tell you if we don't pull one that gets to it, but nothing good. <laughs> She's not all right. <laughs> she's not okay, and she's not gonna be okay. So those were my first Barbies. Let's do something else. I like this hat. It's cozy. I don't want real fur, but I'd like that someone else did it. This is real. This is this real? It's luxurious. It's the it's the sensations of death all around my fingers. It's another animal's body that exists purely for me to go, ooh, comfy. <laughs> for one moment. Um, whoa, I'm hallucinating off these pot treats is what to be treated nice. I do live in the Bay Area and I don't, I can't stand you people, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I moved here from Connecticut and I was, I was angry for the East Coast. I was angry for Boston and I lived in New York and people in New York were like, what's your problem? And now I'm here, and I'm just, I'm learning to be very, 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 very quiet. 
it's just like, don't you have a personality, all of you people? Don't you all have concerns and feelings that need to be validated? You all, I, I'm learning to hug. I'm learning to hug. That's a, something, I got two of these. How old were you when you first, when you got your first cell phone? That's a boring story. 18, just right away. I do everything as soon as possible. Maybe there's something funny in that. Um, I was fucked on my first orgasm. Um, no, it was pretty close. I tried to, I did try to lose my virginity as fast as possible. I did all right as a 15. It was okay. It was fairly early. First cell phone was 18. I got it the moment that it was legal for me to have it. I don't think you can get it earlier than that. And everyone told me not to. And now I get it. <laughs> Everyone said when you get the cell phone, your life is going to crumble and everyone will expect you to answer it all the time. And I was like, I'll be able to call people in the car. And then I bought my cell phone, got in the car, and my friend was like, where are you? <laughs> I was like, trying to finish my sandwich. Where, you know, well, what, do you, what do you need? And, uh, and then everything got worse, which you guys all know about. I could, I could tell you um, every detail. I'm probably, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I'm the most experienced person in the world at internet dating. Um, I have had no small degree of success at it, and it is, it is uh, uh, still way less successful than meeting people in the real world. So I'm ba you basically, you got to go through like 300 people to get one that's worth it. And I've met like hundreds of girls often, and it's like, I just want to elaborate on what you were talking about. Well, I've met, not necessarily, you know, we'll finish that story later, but. <laughs> you what? <laughs> um, but I forgot how this is related to cell phones. It's not, but <laughs> let's just keep going. Um, they did ruin everything, and I could tell you very, very wonderful stories about why. It's just that nobody c gives a shit anymore. Nobody cares because people are just, you're an you're a image on a screen, and you can go, here's what you can do. You can go buy a camera and then go take it to a hill where there's scenery, and do, do, I used to have hair, and you comb it. That's what you do, I guess, with hair. And then, and you go to a nice place and you do a pose and you have your camera on a tripod and there's mist and the light is just right and you get this picture just right and you post it and then everyone's like, you look like you're trying to hide your face. It's like, I went to a mountain to look good for you. <laughs> I don't know how people get uh, pictures that look good on dating sites. It's, I guess, I just have to actually be attractive. What would you do for a Klondike bar? It depends. Um, give me a situation. Now, I don't want a Klondike bar. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I ate a lot of trash today. I don't feel like a fucking Klondike bar. Get out of my face. But is someone throw out a situation that I might be in that would lead me to want a Klondike bar more? How long have I been? Which desert? Four days, uh, no water. No water. Okay. Bonneville Salt Flats midsummer. Okay, Bonneville. So where are the Bonneville Salt Flats? Those are in America, right? Utah. Utah? Okay, middle of the summer. It's hot, and it's taken me four days to find my way out. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's say that I'm close to being dead. So you're doing the, you're doing the close to dead scenario, and someone just comes up and has Klondike bars and no water, right? Because that's what you do in the salt flats. Man, we're gonna go out to the salt flats this weekend, and we're bringing some DMT and Klondike bars. We're gonna get fucked up and. Um. Okay. So who's handing it to me? Because there's. What am I gonna do? Um. So just like just like a gray blob. Okay. Just a gray blob with with no face. Just a just a uh uh. Yeah, a UPC symbol. Um. I would be like, dude, can I get a Klondike bar? And um, if he said yes, good, great, it's done. <laughs> um, if he said no, I'd be like, what do you need me to do? And then, and then it, it, he, she, th- gray blob, gender neutral gray blob would say, who, who gave me that? You, you, you we shouldn't be like in the woods uh, in Connecticut near a children's playground and once in a Walmart parking lot at noon on a Wednesday. <laughs> um... That was fucking gross. That girl was a mess. Uh, <laughs> that was the grossest thing I ever did in public. I, I wonder what gross things people accidentally do in public. It's got to all be poop related. <laughs> it has to be. As I don't think anyone's going to be like, I got bumped on the head and just, you know, cat called 300 women in a row. <laughs> oh, hey, baby, I had a better show me an asshole. Um... Make up a joke for David. This looks like... Is that you? Okay. Make up a joke for David Zunzu running the... The ones and twos. What does that mean? Make up a joke for you? To use? What is this? Okay. I'll I'll tell you. I'll just... I'll give you a joke that's a part of a set I'm writing. I'm writing a set that's called 25 Suicide Jokes with Harmonica. And I play a tiny harmonica in between each suicide joke, all right? And so my suicide joke is um, I used to belong to a cult, but I quit because I don't need anyone telling me when to drink poison. How have you changed? Oh, there's, we're going to be here all night. Um, I used to be so many different kinds of a piece of shit. And I've eliminated most of them. But I'm still, and I'm still working on some things. I, uh, have I changed? Uh, I, I've, once I lost 77 pounds. And that was while putting on a lot of muscle. So I lost about 100 pounds of fat. And that was, I only could do that with no job. Having a job <laughs> makes you fat. I go into my job and I listen to my boss burp and fart all day. And I hope he hears this because you can't, I know he's not going to hear it, but I hope you hear it, you fat bastard. And, and it's awful. And I, and there's this woman who sits at the front desk 
and all she does is laugh at baby videos on Facebook all day, and she's really old and from the South, and has she doesn't have a professional manner, so she's the secretary. So people will call, and she'll answer the phone, she'll go, hello? And then a moment will go by, and she yeah, we don't do that anymore. They're not here anymore. And then she laughs at Facebook videos all day like, <laughs> loud like that, like a witch in the woods. And, um, and that makes you get fat. When you have to listen to that all day, you need, uh, you need about, I think, 10 calories for every cackle. Um, in addition, how, have I how else have I changed? Um, I don't know if I'm going to make this funny, but there was a point in my life where I just decided that I was going to solve all the mysteries of women, and then I did, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I figured them all out, and I was like, oh, that's dark. I should have kept my eyes tightly shut. Um, so now I do a lot better, but I'm also more sad. There are many, many more ways that I have changed. Uh, cats or dogs, no thank you, but cats if I have to, because the, I, if I'm having a pet, it's, I like the set and forget pet. <laughs> I like the one where you can, there's a machine that keeps them alive for you. You just, you press a button and it goes kibble <laughs> once or twice a day and then you leave and then you come back and it goes, you can be gone for a month and you come back and it goes, the fuck do you want? <laughs> That's my boy. I don't, so I am working on another joke right now about dogs. I don't trust anything that's happy to see me. I don't, I don't, hey, I'm really interested in you. Oh, Jesus Christ, get the fuck, get the fuck off. Um, Pizza Hut or Domino's? Uh, I ate too much shit today. And I feel like both are the devil. Um. They made Domino's better recently, so good for them. They admitted it. Do you guys remember this? Where they were just like, we've been making shitty pizza for 40 years. We're so sorry. <laughs> Here, we're going to make it slightly better. Slightly. <laughs> yeah. um, pizza Hut is greasier and more indulgent. It's worse for you. Clearly. It's, God, it must be palm oil or something. I don't know. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. How much longer can I keep doing this to people? You have three more pools. Okay, cool. Because um, I'm having a strangely okay time. <laughs> three more pulls and then get out. Um, that's what they all say. <laughs> I usually go to bed at home. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um... I, okay, I'm wrestling with going to bed uh, at a reasonable hour because, <sighs> so here's the thing is, I've, every single, everything in my life is coming back to, I need to quit my job right now. And I don't know how I'm going to be funny about it because I like to, I can't really be creative till it gets late, but then I can't do my job and I have the cackle. I don't want to kill anyone at my job is what I'm trying to say. I don't want, because she's on the bottom of a balcony and I have a lot of printers upstairs that no one's using. And that's one plus one equals two. 
And um, I could, I really could. I've been having moments later. I'm so burnt out from, I, my job doesn't overwork me, but it's so not a fit for me that I've been having moments where I'll go, I ride my bike to work and I go change in the bathroom and I'll go reach for the medicine cabinet and I go, oh, no, I don't live here. Uh, and I forgot that I'm not, you know, at home. So I don't want to accidentally murder people who work with me. <laughs> so I usually go to bed at, at a uh, time deliberately calculated to narrowly avoid becoming a murderer <laughs> just by a hair because I got to write some jokes sometimes my tummy hurts correct <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes it does and it's only going to get worse because I've been invited to Becca Henry's birthday party are you going to yeah. are you ready to die yeah Let's die tonight at Becca Henry's birthday. Because have you been there yet? No, I've seen the pictures. I don't want to talk too much about it because we're on the radio and I don't know who's listening, but you're going to get fucked up. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. Our tummies are all going to hurt and our heads and our livers and our eyes and other people. You're just going to feel other people hurting in your vicinity. Um, my tummy hurts because today I ate Subway cookies. Why did I do that? Oh, that's a thing. I yeah, there's co cookies at the sub. It's the Subway restaurant. They're yeah, they're really cheap, and I remember liking them when I worked at Subway. And I kept going to Starbucks and getting their cookies, and I was like, two fifty, ripping me off. Subway cookies are cheap, and then I went and I got a few, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> it wasn't smart. You shouldn't get anything at Subway or look anyone in the eyes after they've eaten Subway for twenty four hours. It's like going in the pool. Don't, because then they convince you that it's okay, and then it's not okay. Um, it's, Subway is, there's symbols, I'll tell you later. Um, yeah, it's weird. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliberately pick one, I'm not doing a random. I have a whole handful of these things. This one's stupid. Mermaid Parade. Yeah, get out of my face. Do your next joke in another language. Give me two years. Are you an asshole? Yes. But why? Why am I an asshole is what it should say. Because the answer is yes or I'm a fucking liar. For everybody. So why am I an asshole? Um, feels better. It's just more fun that way. Um, why am I an asshole? Am I an asshole? What's the So, something that I've been doing lately, I decided to become a worse person at a certain point. I sat down with myself and I said, I'm too nice and people walk all over me a lot. I'm deliberately going to become a huge dick. And so something, here's an exercise I'm doing. Hang on to your hats. This might hurt a little. I deliberately make prolonged eye contact with people who are begging for stuff. And then I just walk away. I'll... <laughs> I look at them and they go, do you have stuff? And I go, and I just fuck off. I am, I am training my asshole muscles. I'm doing full body kegels. Um, that let's just stop with that full body kegels. Thank you. Good night. Justin Carisi, everyone. Uh, do you want to do? You want to try this?
since you are one audience member, it's just the hat. You just pull things out of the hat and then you say things about, you don't want to try it? You don't want to try it? Used to chop wood naked in Skagway. That's not scarier? Like, what's scarier? Okay, you know, you won't get eaten by a bear. There's nothing about bears in here, I promise. I didn't have, I wasn't thinking about bears at all today. That's a, that's a terrible one. This is, this is one that the eight-year-old gave me yesterday. And I, and this is for you, Teak, slimy bus nuts. <laughs> he just started putting words together. I was like, I have this thing tomorrow that we're doing. It's called the hell hat. And what I need you to do is say crazy words together. Crazy words. Just put crazy words together. And he goes, slimy bus nuts. <laughs> but I think he meant like peanuts. I think he was like going like slimy bus nuts but not like his nuts because he's five so i don't think he has like a reference to nuts i think he was like talking about maybe macadamia nuts or like cashew nuts like a rich man's nut he's like a young (laughs) slimy bus nut so it must have been we were on the bus i get why the bus was in there are you sure you don't want to try one come on come on cats 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 I've been touching my cat's balls way too much lately. We're going to be chopping them off next month, but because I still have his balls, they look like really big um, pussy willows, and they're just so cute. And like, he's just, and I have to go, and he goes, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not like molesting my cat. Like, it's sort of like I'm joking with him, you know, like how little boys might like kind of hit each other in the nuts a little bit. Didn't that happen? Like, yeah, hit your friends in the nuts for no reason. I'm sort of doing that to my kitten right now. I'm like, yeah, but I'm squeezing them ever so gently. I'm like, because we're only going to have them for two more months. I'll never be able to do it again. Just squeeze his little nuts. I wish they'd give them to me. I'd make them into little earrings, you know, like put them into little like my cat nuts. Like they'd probably look like little raisins after you dehydrated them. I'm not sure, but I would like to wear my cat's nuts as earrings. Okay, that's been the hell hat, you guys. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for coming from Skagway, Alaska. Thank you, uh, David Zunzu Kersher, for running the ones and twos, and Jonathan for getting me that uh, that amazing carne asada burrito. Wow, guys, it's so good. Or not burrito, it's a, it's their quesadilla, and it's got the so many plugs tonight. So many plugs for the oh bits, delicious cookies. Fuck the Girl Scout. I actually have a ton of Girl Scout patches on, and I was walking by, and the little boy issue was like, "Can we buy some Girl Scout cookies?" And it's like, "No, they're like six fifty now." When I sold them, they were two dollars a box. They're six six fifty a box right now. Right? It's crazy. So, yeah, and uh, and now they're six. So, I mean, don't support the support the Girl Scouts. Like, give them money, but don't buy their fucking cookies because that's just dumb. Like. Why would you do just like Griffin said? Why do you want a corn syrup? Invest in the corn syrup industry. Don't do that. Mutiny Radio, we're all about free speech. All right. Good night, everybody. Yay.
and it reportedly recorded it was pro- reportedly recorded just in two weeks time which is pretty pretty amazing um, and it had the song Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me which you know that George song George Michael made famous again George Michael made famous again I mean the song was amazing and then when they did that duet that was pretty pretty um, spectacular um, you know besides are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF 
is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counteroffer and Subliminal SF. (laughs) 